We got a little bit of roster news. We got a little bit of coaching staff news. And then Max Brown, college football analyst out from Pac-12 country. He joins the show to talk about his thoughts on Jonathan Smith, the split from Oregon State, also playing the quarterback position. And then at the very end, that's right, a Taylor Swift theme game. Just trust me on this one. It'll go great. It's fine. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. If you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the best place to find us. Please rate, review, subscribe, smash five stars on the podcast platform you're listening to and all that good stuff and just a few more housekeeping issues. First and foremost, hey, the Spotify wrapped, they came out. On this blessed Wednesday, and man, speaking of blessed, uh, you guys are simply the best. I got tagged in a few tweets saying that I made your top podcast, that Locked on Spartans made your top podcast, and to say that I'm blown away and just overwhelmed, that, that, that doesn't say enough about how I feel about you know all that um, just going on, because it, it's almost surreal that I could be someone's top podcast. So thank you guys all very much. Uh, I also want to point out, Listener Steph, that's right, Steph Dia9 on Twitter. She tweeted her screenshot of Lockdown Spartans saying that she has listened to 5,430 minutes being a top 1% fan. And she asked, well, what prize are you sending out to your top 1%? I don't have a lot to give in life, but I do have to shout you out. So thank you so much for listening to, my God, thousands of minutes. And not just you, Steph, but all the listeners, whether this is your first episode or you've listened every once in a while or you listen every day, cannot thank all of you. So yes, if you hit me up with your Spotify wrapped and I'm lucky enough to be up there, really do appreciate you guys. Also, we're going to get into recruiting news tomorrow with Brian Smith. He's our locked on recruiting expert. And he texted me, Hey, am I allowed to bring some good news onto your show? So I know these haven't been the easiest chats to listen to lately with Brian, as we've been talking about recruiting during this tumultuous last few weeks, but guys, tomorrow, Brian might actually have the goods here, so that is going to be exciting. Now, before we get to Max Brown, which, by the way, great conversation. Max is awesome. I think you're going to love hearing what he has to say about Jonathan Smith, Michigan State, playing the quarterback position. And then, yes, you heard me correctly, a Taylor Swift-themed game to end this one. Uh, before we get to that, let's just hammer away at a few news and notes from today. Just two transfer portal entries. As things stand at a little before 8.30 on Wednesday, I know things can change very quickly here, but just two today. Now, one of them is a big name, Derek Harmon, quite literally and uh, physically, or sorry, literally and figuratively a big name because, well, his physicality on that defensive line was great for Michigan State as he started many games here in the last few seasons. He is going to hit the portal after a season with 40 tackles, one and a half sacks, and also one forced fumble as well. The second player, someone that we didn't see a lot of this year, it is Michael O'Shaughnessy. He transferred here last year from Ohio State. He had 14 punts, averaged 40 yards per punt, and kind of saw his role squeezed out by the young gun Ryan Eckley, who, as we learned yesterday, Second team, all Big Ten punter. Now, the Big Ten, they did have their offensive uh, all Big Ten teams. It, it wasn't great for Michigan State. 
Imagine that a four and eight team didn't get a lot of uh, notoriety on the all conference teams, but JD Duplain, Nick Samak, Nathan Carter, your three honorable mentions as well. So that's it. I, again, not, not a big roster update that brings us up to 13 kids that have hopped in the transfer portal since the start of the week. Expect that number to grow. And yes, I'm sorry. I don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger. I'm just trying to give everyone a heads up. If there are any big names the rest of the week, just just prepare for that. Like th- this is this is going to be a tough week for us Spartan fans. All right, you know, kind of how like how yesterday we talked about how Jonathan Smith he hit the reset button on his career. Well, there's a lot of players that are going to be hitting the reset button here as well. And after the last few months in East Lansing, you can see why. This has been a very bizarre, if not downright awful, last few weeks here in East Lansing. So if they want to hit a reset button, go find greener pastures. You can't blame them. And yes, Jonathan Smith sitting down one-on-one with these guys. I'm sure he's welcoming many of these guys back to campus with open arms. But also, like we talked about yesterday, let's not kid ourselves. Probably once that story dropped at midnight that Mel Tucker was up to his shenanigans, that's when other programs start to circle and start to kind of pick and prod and start to get in the players' ears and being like, hey, this is what we got for you over here. So oddly enough, Jonathan Smith, while he can talk to the players one-on-one, might be too little too late. So, again, that's why you might see some big names in the portal. Or, of course, if you want to keep it optimistic, why not enter the portal just to see what your value is worth, whether it's an NIL thing, whether you want to get, I don't know, a raise in NIL, if you will, just see what else is out there. Or, again, just see what other coaching staffs are out there. It doesn't hurt just to shop around and then, hey, maybe even come back to East Lansing. Uh, now, for Transfer Portal news, we are on Aiden Child's watch. That's right. That's the four-star quarterback over at Oregon State. Just wrapped up his true freshman season where he split time kind of with DJ Uyungle last year. Now, he has not entered the transfer portal yet, but we are all keeping our eye on what he does. Now, the portal doesn't officially open until next Monday, and then it stays open for a few weeks in December. And it might be a thing with the bowl game of why Aiden Childs hasn't said anything or with the new staff being put in place at Oregon State. They're going to get the last say, too. They might compile an NIL package to make this competitive as well. But, yes, Aiden Childs, I know, just like you guys, I got my eye on him to see what he's going to do. Nothing happened on that front yet. Now, quick little staffing update right now. This tweet is from Adam Schefter tweeting out, having recently fired defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio and defensive back coach Brent uh, Vesselmeyer, the commanders now have hired former Bills secondary coach Jim Salgado to help out their defensive staff. Jim Salgado, as you know, he was here for about 12 minutes, and by that I mean one season. He was the defensive backs coach for the season. I don't think it was expected that he was going to be coming back, but maybe there was a crack in the door to have his return to East Lansing. But no, that won't be happening. He is going back to the NFL with the Commanders. Also, let's take a trip over to Corvallis because I think that there could be a connection here between the defensive backs coach, Oregon State's coaching staff, because Trent Bray was announced as Oregon State's head coach. That's the defensive coordinator that a lot of us state fans were hoping follow Jonathan Smith to East Lansing, but 
it seems like that may have never even happened, even if he wasn't appointed as the head coach, because he was asked about when he learned that Jonathan Smith was going to be going to Michigan State. And Trent Bray said, quote, I found out real late in the process and that didn't sit quite right with me, which is why I wasn't in a hurry to get on the plane when he asked me to go. And when I was presented with this opportunity, the head coach of Oregon State, I stayed even longer and wanted to hear this out and see where this could go. Best decision I've made. Okay. Did not mince words there. And also, like, I will go to bat for Jonathan Smith. Like, I, I know that there is a lot of ruffling of the feathers over in Corvallis that he told his players a little bit before the Oregon game. But, like, what else did you want him to tell the players? Like, that was going to come out one way or another. I think he wanted to beat everyone else to the story and just announce it to the team himself. And, yes, we also learned yesterday, a little after the press conference, that Michigan State started to make contact with his agent, like I think it was five weeks ago. So this has been a weeks-long process. I don't blame him for not, hey, saying to your defensive coordinator, oh, by the way, I'm courting Michigan State right now for the next few weeks. Like, no, I would keep that under wraps too just for lack of distractions, I think, at the very least. But that did not sit well with Trent Bray. I can understand why he was upset about it too. But this makes me question because we've learned about some assistant coaches that are coming over here but there's one that I do have my eye on right now. And I've been told that, hey, you know, we don't have to worry about it with Blue Adams, the defensive backs coach that's coming in from Oregon State. But it seems weird that he still has like Oregon State up on his Twitter profile while the other coaches that have agreed to come here have already switched their header pictures to Michigan State or their profile pictures to Michigan State, whereas Blue Adams hasn't changed anything. And the only thing on his timeline is retweets of Oregon State, Trent Bray being promoted to head coach. So I, I I, do wonder if we're on Blue Adams' watch, the defensive backs coach that has the NFL playing experience and coaching experience. So, yeah, that, that drags on for another day. I would keep it tuned to that. Again, the people that are really in the know, really in the know, like I like to think I'm a person in the know, but other people in the know, um, they think that there's not a lot to worry about. But I don't know. I'm just trying to connect dots here being like, huh. I wonder if he's going to try to stick around Corvallis in a defensive promotion, whether that's defensive coordinator, maybe he gets a raise. I don't know, but just, just keep, keep an eye on that. All right. We're going to get to Max Brown here in a hot segment. First gang need to talk your ear off about eBay motors, the best in the game when it comes to finding your auto part needs, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or die every time or it's your money back because with ebay motors you are burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win so keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to us customers Folks, this is an exciting one. It's college football analyst, former college football quarterback, did some work at USC and Pitt, and also right now just does great work on the social media channels, not just Twitter, but also TikTok and Instagram. His name is Max Brown, and he joins Locked on Spartans from a very sunny, nice place, a.k.a. Pac-12 country. Max, how on earth are we doing over here as I'm over here just shivering my you-know-what off? Are you doing okay over there? 
We're doing good. Yeah, I have no room to complain. We uh we don't really get seasons over here, and so it's yeah. uh it's sunny outside, and hopefully uh it stays that way for the Rose Bowl here in a month uh, for the college football world. You know what? I'm I'm flying over and I'm staying with you for the next few months. I, I hope that's okay. I know we just met, but that's I'm just going to take initiative. We got room in the that. office. There you go. Come over whenever. Perfect. We could talk about Jonathan Smith as long as the days let us. Uh, but let's just do that right now for you know the next 15-ish, 20-ish minutes here before I hop in that jet over to L.A. here. You had a video on Twitter. Obviously, you're from Pac-12 country. You've played college football. You know a whole lot. And your instant reaction to the Jonathan Smith hire for Michigan State was what, Max? Initial reaction was surprised, which okay. might sound naive at first, but I was surprised because – I've spent uh, spent a good amount of good amount of time around Jonathan Smith and his staff in Corvallis over the past couple of years, working for the Pac-12 Network, and had the pleasure of calling a few of their games. And mm-hmm. in my gut, I thought there was a world where Jonathan Smith, maybe not being a lifer at Oregon State, but uh, would have been there for uh, for an extended period of time, just because it was his alma mater and because he had that yeah. program at an elite level, and because that program is at the biggest crossroads in their history, just without a solidified future from a conference standpoint. I just thought that that might pull on coach Smith's heartstrings for him to stay there in hindsight. Don't, don't blame him. Obviously um, what an opportunity it is to go to Michigan state, but I thought there was a world he'd stay. And then I think the part B of that was, uh, well, I was surprised once I digested it a little bit, I think it just makes a ton of sense. Like uh, everyone's saying the fit I think is great, both from an identity off the field uh, in East Lansing and then on the field of what uh, what the Spartans want to be. And yesterday he had a really nice introductory press conference. I was eating up everything he was giving us. But there was one line where I was like, hmm, I love this guy. I haven't even met him, but I respect him. I, he's going to be great here. There's one line, though, where I was like, I, I don't know if we're being entirely honest right now. And it was the question, hey, did the Pac-12 falling apart have something to do with this? He essentially said, no, not necessarily. I was going to always have an eye out there somewhere. I was going to be picky with my selection. But, man, if the Pac-12 was still around, like, I, I, I kind of do feel like he would have stuck around. Is, is that fair foul, or should I just not call this new coach of ours a liar, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I think my, my sense is both those statements can be true in some regard. I think Jonathan Smith can be can be true in the fact that, you know, even if Oregon State did stay in the Pac-12, that for a significant jump both in pay and maybe exposure and program prowess, maybe he would have taken uh, a, a job like Michigan State. So I think that's true. But I also think what you're saying is true in that yeah. this decision was probably a lot easier given the fact that Oregon State was really dropping down a level in terms of prestige. Like that's just really what it is by by them not being in one of what will now be the the major four conferences. So my sense is that both are true. It would have been interesting, though, if Oregon State did get a new – or I guess stayed in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 did get a new TV deal, and Oregon mm-hmm. State could have stepped up and maybe split the difference. I don't think they could have reached Michigan State's uh, mark in terms of contractual value, but if they could have split the difference there, maybe that makes the decision tougher for Jonathan Smith. And you had a really good take on uh, your Twitter videos about three minutes long. I encourage everyone to go watch it. I don't want to just steal the words right out of your mouth, but when I heard it, I was like, God, wish wish I thought of that first. I wish I was that smart. But it's not just, you know, leaving Oregon State, who is likely going to the Mountain West for a Big Ten job, you know, a Power Five job, but the premier coaching jobs. You want to go into that a little more just so, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I I think Jonathan Smith, when we look back, could very well be the first coach to take the mentality of, 
there are 34 premier college coaching jobs, 18 in the Big Ten and 16 in the SEC. And right as I say that, people are going to be like, what? What about the ACC? What about the, what about the Big 12? Well, as we yeah. fast this thing forward three, four, five years down the road and the gap between the Big Ten and the SEC, and like we all said a year ago, hey, we're on the path towards two conferences. We're on the path towards two conferences. Well, right now, those two conferences are 34 teams. And so it would not surprise me if coaches start viewing it as, hey, I don't, old school mindset was, hey, if I can get one of the 70 Power 5 coaching head, head coaching jobs, I'm going to take it. That's the opportunity. That's what you work for. Boom, let's go. Nowadays, the mindset might be, or I guess moving forward, hey, can I get one of the 34 premier jobs yeah. like we just outlined to secure both my future and, and make sure I have a seat at the table for the future of college football? I'm going to contr uh, contradict myself a little bit in that I think as the years go forward, it will be interesting to see what happens with the Purdue's, the Indiana's, the yeah. Illinois's, the Rutgers of the world, the Iowa States, the Kansas States, because I actually think there's going to be another reshuffling in like five years where maybe the Oregon States and the Kansas States and the Rutgers come together in that tier two, tier B of whatever ends up being college football. But you get what I'm putting down. Uh, I think there's yeah. 34 – there's 34 secure seats at the table right now in the landscape of college football. And most state fans you know, are all in on the hire. I'm certainly all in on the hire. I was all in on John Smith, Jonathan Smith before he even came to East Lansing. He was at the top of my wish list because of what he did at Oregon State, the rebuilding there. And let's not make any mistake, it's going to be a bit of a rebuild here at Michigan State. But for those in the minority that don't like to hire because, oh, it took him five whole years for this rebuild. It took him too long, longer than I ever wanted. What do you have to say to that? Because, again, you were close to the Oregon State program. Just how bad was the situation before Jonathan Smith took over? And was five years kind of fast, in your opinion? Or what was that whole rebuild like, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, I'll start by saying Oregon State was terrible in 2017, yeah. uh, the, the season before Jonathan Smith took over. So it was bad. It wasn't just – I mean, Michigan State's in a better spot right now than where Oregon State was, not even okay. – it's not even not even close. Oregon State was 1-11 with very little talent on their team, and you totally revamped that roster. So um, I would say that to start. I'd also say Oregon State really started being competitive in that year three, they started having okay. their eye on conference title and call it year four, year five. But even year three, I think you saw what the what the trajectory was and what they were on. So I, I would I would definitely take it uh, from that lens as a Michigan State fan. But I'll also say um, I don't know, and I'm excited to learn as a as a guy that's going to be covering more of the Big Ten. I don't know the exact landscape of Big Ten recruiting, but I can tell you this. Oregon State, man, it is a tough recruiting spot yes. <laughs> because you're you're in the shadow of Washington and Oregon consistently. You're in the shadow very uh, very much so of the NorCal schools with Stanford uh, when they were at an elite level under David Shaw, and so you're really getting you know not even second fiddle like third fiddle talent. And I think Michigan yeah. State, my gut says that you can position yourself where okay, you're not going to be able to get the guys that. State and Michigan and Penn State are going to get, but if you if you play your cards right, you can be that fourth, fifth, sixth school where it's not necessarily the tenth, eleventh, twelfth school which Oregon State has been. And even with that, we all know about the transfer portal. But Jonathan Smith yeah. went out and recruited a Damian Martinez from Texas, who was the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year. And shoot, who knows? Maybe he'll end up being a Michigan State Spartan. You never you never know. But he found those guys. He found a guy like Jack Belling, who's uh, leading the country yeah. in uh, tight end receptor tight end touchdowns this year. 
from from Seattle. I mean, Seattle obviously was right in uh, right in Washington's back door. So I think he has a knack for finding those dudes um, and offensive line wise as well. I think if you can brand yourself Michigan State wise as being an offensive line run game running back factory, which is what Mark Antonio did. It's kind of uh, rinse and repeat there a little bit. I think there's proof in the pudding for what he did in Corvallis to uh, plug and play there in East Lansing. And I certainly want to hone in on the quarterback position because, look, Jonathan Smith is known for that. He's really helped DJU. He's got Aiden Childs as well. And, well, what better guy to talk with than a guy who actually played quarterback at the Division One level. But first, uh, Max, I hate to do this to you. I got to send you to the bench because I need to talk to people's ears off about Price Picks, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Gang, how many of us have played daily fantasy sports? And oh my goodness gracious. Hey, my guy's doing really good in the first quarter. There's no way we don't hit the over on his stats. And then, well, would you look at that? His leg is backwards all of a sudden and he's being carted off the field. Prize Picks has a policy that will help you with your player injuries when you play their game. That's right. They offer the reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So not only do they want to keep you winning with their injury insurance policy, but they want to keep you winning just when you sign up. When you go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college, you're going to get up to $100 instantly. That's right, gang. Pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Smash in promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Now let's drag the one, the only Max Brown back to the stage here because we got to talk this quarterback position. But by the way, do you have any eligibility left? Would you like to play quarterback for Michigan State? Because all three of our quarterbacks are in the portal. Like, are, are you interested? Can you please? Uh, my career, unfortunately, ended under uh, Pat Narduzzi, former Michigan State guy, with, hey. a, uh, <laughs> with, a, with a shoulder injury. So I'm, I, I can tell you, you guys don't want that. I will say, though, my high school mascot okay. was a Spartan. So I actually have a Spartan helmet Perfect. in my laundry. I used to buy your guys' uh, swag when I was a high schooler. So I'd love to put the colors back on one more time. The other shoulder has to work, though, right? But anyway, um, look, there, there is hmm, there is a need for someone to develop a position here in East Lansing. We didn't see a lot of that the last few years here under the last staff. What Jonathan Smith has done with DJ Uyangale, taking a guy who was really struggling late in his Clemson career and then suddenly has looked really good in Corvallis. How? I, just as a former quarterback watching, do you see any discernible difference between DJU at Clemson versus Oregon State that you can attribute to coaching or – what do you see from Jonathan Smith when it comes to coaching that quarterback position? Yeah, scheme-wise, jumps out right away. I mean, this is going to be a, yeah. a, a true pro-style attack, which should excite Michigan State fans. And especially, I think out West, Oregon State really branded themselves as the unique uh, unique offensive attack out here. When everyone's running spread, everyone's running iterations of air raid, Oregon State was the team that's going to run right at you. Pretty much out West, yeah. it was Oregon State and in Utah, really. And I think that gives you a competitive advantage when you are huddling when everyone else is no huddle, when you are having packages with two, three tight ends, like th those types of things um, are, are great. I think they asked DJ to do less, right? I mean, he wasn't okay. asked to, you know, consistently throw on first down uh, drop back passes. It's a lot of play action. It's a lot of activating the tight end. It's a lot of getting, uh, getting the quarterback on the move and under center. And I think that from a schematic standpoint really helped DJ. Um, that being said, and I saw, there was a video uh, that I saw Michigan State repost in some capacity. I think there is a confusion with, hey, pro style and being super conservative. 
Jonathan yes. Smith and his attack was pro style, but then they called their shots downfield and they had speedsters on the outside. So I would I wouldn't say it was a it was a conservative attack. Um, but then also I think for DJ especially, and maybe this is a blueprint for Michigan State in the portal moving forward is when you get it when you when you go get a five star guy and he goes from Clemson where the expectations are that he needs to be Superman and he needs to replace Trevor Lawrence and there's that weight of the world on your shoulders and you go to a place like Corvallis where there isn't that pressure and it is a little bit tucked away and there isn't that, you know, weight of the world on your shoulders. I know East Lansing is a bigger stage than Corvallis, Oregon, but I do think East Lansing compared to some of these blue blood type of programs can potentially uh, get, get a bounce back quarterback that can find new life and you can unlock a, uh, an elite level uh, play style with some of these quarterbacks. And whether it's DJU that's going to follow Jonathan Smith here or, hey, Aiden Childs, I've been saying his name up and down the last few days, at the top of our Christmas wish list over here. But at the time of recording, just for transparency, Aiden Childs isn't even in the transfer portal. This is really kind of, it's not a Hail Mary, but it's far from a sure thing. But just give us something to, like, you know, dream about. Have you seen enough of Aiden Childs? Because obviously DJU, he was the main quarterback. Aiden got a little bit of series. Have you seen enough of him in his freshman year to make a judgment on him? Or where do you stand with Aiden Childs? I've seen enough to buy the excitement for sure. Okay. Um, I, I had the pleasure of calling his first touchdown pass. I called the uh, Oregon State Cal game in which he went in there. And for people that aren't aware, Jonathan Smith did a coaching first. I'd never seen a coach do, it this, uh, do this before. Every third season for the majority of for every third series, excuse me, for the majority of the season, Aiden Childs, the backup quarterback, would go in there, no matter the dynamics of the game, whether wow. they were up, okay. whether they were down, whether DJ was playing at a high level where D, or whether DJ hadn't find, found rhythm, Aiden Childs would go in there. And I think that speaks volumes to the confidence and what uh, Jonathan Smith saw in Aiden Childs long term. Um, and so I, I think, you know, he, he looks all the, the, the part, I mean, from the pocket, uh, size-wise, tall guy, arm strength-wise, and by all accounts, he's adjusted extremely um, efficiently to the uh, to the college game. And so, whether it's Michigan State, whether it's Oregon State, whether it's a different program, I think Aiden mm-hmm. Childs is worth the is worth. Ta- I don't know if it's taking a chance is the right term, but worth really uh, really investing in as a, as a guy uh, guy for the future for your program. Uh, that'd be sensational. And really quick before I let you go and enjoy the rest of your week, do you want to play a new game here that we've never done on this show? Let's do it. Okay, because I was really hoping you were saying yes. Okay, so this is going to take some buildup. So, uh, Max, I appreciate your patience in advance, all the listeners as well. But I've been blessed with a lot in this life, but we're going to point out two things right now. First off, I've been blessed with having outstanding guests on this show. You know, we've had some really fun guests, guests that I'm excited about. And the second thing as well, I have a very supportive wife who also gets excited when I have cool guests. Like we've had Kirk Cousins, we've had PFT commenter. However, I'm going to blend these two together because usually she's like, oh yeah, that's cool. I'm really happy for you. She's never been as excited for me to do an interview than right now with Max Brown. And no, that's not just because he's a tall drink of water, a strapping, handsome gentleman. No, 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 folks. Uh, Hey, just like I have a very loving and supporting wife, so does Max Brown over there. And my wife follows his wife. Her name is Victoria. She has a huge following on Instagram. She just got named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list. But above all, a huge, huge Taylor Swift fan. Max has been in plenty of her videos, guessing the next lyrics, guessing chants, all that fun stuff. So, Max, here is our game. Swift 
or Zat. Are you ready to play some Swift <laughs> or Zat? We're going to tie in some Taylor Swift with some football, just like our fan base has been dying for me to do on this show. Let's, this, are you this, ready? This, this is what my wife has prepped me for, so bring it Let's on. Go. Let's go. All right, I'm going to give you two options, and you just got to guess which one wins. So, Max, what is more impressive, Taylor Swift having four albums in the top ten at the same time or Jonathan Smith winning ten games in Corvallis last season with no recruiting class ranked inside of the top 50? <laughs> what is more impressive to you, what Taylor Swift did or what Jonathan Smith did? What Taylor Swift did, no doubt. Four albums, wow. that, that's, uh, that's crazy. Jonathan <laughs> Smith, I tipped the cap, but – Hey, Mike Riley did it a decade earlier. Uh, mm. Still impressive, but I got to go T-Swift. I don't even know, has any artist ever done that outside of like Beyonce? I'm going, oh, I'm going T-Swift. I got a hard time believing anyone else has done it. So that's a strong start here. Longer future, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey or Jonathan Smith in Michigan State, who's a longer <laughs> future together here. Oh, man. Um I will go. I will go Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Wow. But I, but I will. I will flip it as a positive for Michigan State fans. I actually am in the camp that T Swift and Kelsey are going to get married. So that's okay. the realm that we're in. And I okay. also think if Jonathan Smith was willing to make the jump away from his alma mater and head to Michigan State, he did it because he had a lot of success. I think Jonathan mm -hmm. Smith will have a lot of su success at Michigan State. And unfortunately. Unfortunately, maybe fortunately, because of those successful years in East Lansing, maybe maybe Jonathan Smith levels up to another program. I know. And like, here's the weird thing. And I have not said this on my show yet because, look, it's a celebratory time. I, I love the Jonathan Smith hire. So I'm going to whisper this like we kind of have to be like USC Trojan fans here. Like it, it cannot get so off the rails that Lincoln Riley is like, all right, see, ya, I'm gone after like three years. And they fire him. And then Jonathan Smith is rolling over here and they pull him right back away like that's. It's just one thing. Again, let's just act like I never said that. This is a fun time, and it's it's not to panic, but yeah, that's a good point. Um, I, I, I got I got them oh, saying married though. So even if uh, Kelsey yeah. and uh, Swift get married for, let's say they get married for 20, 30 years, it's going to be hard for uh, John and Smith to beat that one. That that would be a, a little difficult. Uh, but hey, harder breakup on the contrary of marriage, harder breakup. Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal or Jonathan Smith and Oregon State fans. What is the harder breakup so far that you've seen? Oh, the harder breakup. I will go um, – I'll go Jonathan Smith and Oregon State. Okay. I think uh, from yeah. what I know about Taylor Swifty, uh, about Swifties, Gyllenhaal uh, wasn't the most ethical cat with some of those dynamics. Sure. So they were uh, excited to see him go. Oregon State fans were not excited to see Jonathan Smith go. Jonathan Smith go. And I think – there's always one thing when your head coach leaves, but the stakes of where the Oregon State athletic department and football program yeah. are at, I think only added fuel to that fire or gasoline to that fire, which uh, only make it sting, uh, sting that much more for Oregon State fans. Yeah, because, I mean, look, Taylor Swift, after the breakup, she went on to be a billionaire, and Jake Gyllenhaal on the other side, like, he's still a successful guy. Whereas Jonathan Smith, yes, he's made quite a windfall here and up in his contract, but Oregon State – like I think they'll be good, but still, it's just we all know Taylor Taylor Swift it's, pivoted it's into uh, in, pivoted that breakup into some sex, some successful songs. Excuse me, I don't know how uh, Oregon State pivots from this one. I mean, you you just talk about a, a hell of a parlay to make after a breakup. She did it right there. Uh, all right, Max, this is more centric to you right now. More difficult to do in your early twenties: play quarterback at a Division One college or produce an album as layered and iconic as Taylor Swift's Red. Ho, 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 ho. 
Um, yeah. I gotta keep giving T Swift uh, props, wow. man. Uh, wow, she. Uh, I hope she, she listens to this. It. She crushes yeah. it. Um, I mean, I went to the eras. I mean, I'm gonna sound like a little a little fanboy right now, but I'll oh, lean to the fact that I'm a, that I'm a Swift. You go to those concerts, the amount of just bangers that she has, time yeah. after time after time, era over era, decade over decade. It's so impressive. I'm gonna. Uh, there's a lot of dudes out there playing Division One quarterback. Yeah. Um, there are not a lot of T Swifts out there in the world. I'm I'm so jealous of anyone that went to that concert because like I'm not a full blown Swifty, but like the 24 hours building up to the concert where I'm where my, my wife went with her good friend, who's also another huge fan of your wife. Um, I started to get jealous. I started to get, like some serious FOMO. I'm like, oh man, so god. If you Shoot. go to that so, concert and you don't have the time, a great time, it's on you. It's not on anyone else. Yeah. It's, it was a great time. And speaking of the concert, uh, there is a chant that is done during the concert. Now we are a family show here. I can't say the actual word, but it's. One, two, three, let's go, which is what we'll call it. Max, over here in East Lansing, after a first down, our student section is not family-oriented. They say one, two, three, first down, which is what we'll call it. So for the last one of Swift or that, what's a cooler chant? The Taylor Swift one, two, three chant or the Michigan State one, two, three, first down chant? The, the Michigan State one, for sure. I found the Taylor Swift one actually kind of weird. Um, okay. <laughs> sitting there and i'm sitting next to like a 12 year old girl um <laughs> and the chant goes and people are going let's go witch and i'm the six five 28 year old dude in a scarf costume i was kind of like yo i don't know what's going on here so i'm gonna go uh the first down east lansing chant okay we love that there we go all right so at least we got one on the board here in the not taylor swift camp but uh yeah i don't know how many other times we're gonna be playing that game here in the future of this show swift or that but if, if not for nothing else i think that went really well here max so uh really it's do appreciate you uh, you're, you're a multi-tool player here not only do you bring you know the playing experience of college football analysis but also just the, the taylor swift analysis as well I just, you do it all over there max so i uh, really really do appreciate your time your knowledge your swiftiness but Anything else you want to leave us with before we let you go and enjoy the rest the rest of your week there in sunny California? No, thanks for having me on as a uh, as a West Coast Pac-12. Some people, I mean USC guy. I'm excited to uh, get to know the Big Ten fan bases more. This is the first Big Ten pod that I've done, so hopefully it's uh, the first of many. And uh, look forward to crossing paths with your listeners uh, in the years ahead. Absolutely. And when Michigan State flies out to USC, I'm going to come. I'm going to knock on your door and be like, hey, what's up? It's me. Um, sorry. There we go. Um, we can talk so about T-Swift the Perfect. whole time. <laughs> Excellent. It's going to be a hoot and a half. But no, really do appreciate you, Max. You're the best. And same with all you, the listeners, the viewers. You guys are all the best as well. We will be back because, yeah, we do this five days a week, gang. I can't stay away from a microphone. But until next time, love you all. Go Green.